You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to dig into the topic of business plans because all of you are seeing ads for business plans. Your coach is telling you you need a business plan. And uh, part of what we have been going around and around with internally here between the three of us is what is a business plan that actually works? And whether or not they're even valuable, especially in the way that uh, I would argue, and I think Ricardo would argue, that they're conventionally done. Um, so I'm going to start this conversation by handing it off to Ricardo and saying, Ricardo, what is the structure of a business plan in your mind and how do you do it? So everyone in November, December, especially in December, was talking about business plans. We should, what's your, what's your vision for 2020? Um, I didn't do a business planning workshop because part of it is, is I think, I think if you're trying to be creative of how you're going to grow your business and you look at this document that says you need to map out a plan to get there for a lot of people, it's really overwhelming uh, when they get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, In fact, even for myself, the part that I love or thrive on is the marketing side of the business plan, not the other technical details, but um, we're, we're here. We're in a new year. Uh, We just announced that we're pregnant. And so it's making me think about personally where I've hit, uh, where I've, where I currently am with my goals and where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking a lot and and refocusing on uh, what do I want this next year to look like? What do I want the next two years to look like? And for okay. me, for me, it's really mathematical. The formula is pretty easy because every month I submit a report that says here's all the activity that I've done. All right. And here are the numbers or the metrics that that activity has helped generate. So for me, it's pretty easy to look month over month. Uh, why, uh, it's pretty easy to look month over month what's happening, what's not happening, and then where do I need to move the needle? Yeah. So when I sit here in January and I'm looking at where I need to grow or where I want to be, it's it's just math. And, uh, and when you say it's just math, like what are you looking at specifically? Um, I go on one-on-one appointments and I do classes. Okay. And, and it's true for my agents too. Like I have an agent who her goal is – um, how many transactions did she close? The last time I talked to her, she closed 34 transactions in a year. That's a lot. For her second year. Like that's really good for oh, your man. second year in business. Yeah, that's amazing. She she calls, uh, she uses Vulcan 7, Mojo Dialer, and she uh, power dials through all of her phone calls okay. Monday through Thursday, let's say, from like 8 to 11, 8 to 12. Her goal on those calls is I don't finish calling and I don't leave the office. I keep doing these calls until I get at least two scheduled appointments per day. That's her goal. I want to go on two scheduled appointments per day. Okay. And it um, doesn't matter if it's a listing appointment. doesn't matter if it's a seller's uh, buyer's appointment. Um, her goal is always two appointments per day. So lots of calls until two. <clears throat> yep. Okay. And so for me, it's kind of the same thing. I know how many one-on-one appointments I go on the, on a monthly basis. I know how many classes I do on a monthly basis. And I know the results off of those two numbers. Would you argue that that's what is generally taught out there and what a lot of agents think of when they think of business plans? I, I think that's absolutely what's taught out there. And I think that that's kind of the model. Uh, when, I, when I've when i sat down to do a business plan with an agent, 
it's okay. What's your GCI goal for the year? Mm-hmm. What's the average sales price in your market? Mm-hmm. Great. Then how many houses do you need to sell to hit that goal? And we just reverse engineer. Yeah. How many leads does that mean per, uh, so if it takes you 35 leads to close one transaction, then how many leads do you need to generate on a yearly basis, monthly basis, weekly basis? And then what does that mean based on all of your different lead sources and channels? And, you know, the, basically people are working on averages, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like if mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> um, if people average sell a $750,000 single family residence, but then they get, you know, a couple of two millioners in there, it can throw the math off. Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't think about, you know, unless they normally do two million, they just think about what their average is. And they just say, okay, well, if I want, you know, a million GCI, then this means at my average, I need to sell this many homes. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, it's not overcomplicated math. They're not figuring in a ton of variables. It's just mm-hmm. very stra- as straightforward as you can possibly make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to pivot to Scott because um, – I, I, I feel like I fall in between you, Ricardo, and you, Scott, in terms of how I conceive of business planning. And part of the reason I think this conversation is interesting is because I, like Ricardo, agree that most of the um, people who are presented with a business plan concept are presented with a very rigid sort of mathematical law of averages, do this many things, and you're going to get this many results. Um, and I have found myself in a position where I'm skeptical of that, um, and I'm not super motivated by those numbers. And I feel like I might be foreclosing huge opportunity if I try to perfectly predict exactly how I'm going, like every single step I'm going to take Mm -hmm. to hit my number. And you come at it from a very different perspective. So first of all, in my opinion, uh, so first of all, can you just tell us um, what your general critique is of the rigid mathematical model? I think I'm a probably a lot closer to you than 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 what you think. Okay. Um, your perspective and and it's not it's not a criticism as much as it's a um, as much as as uh, structure alone is not going to get you to where you need to be, and 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 it's really about so so for instance our our business planning because we've been talking about this a, a a lot and 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 initially my knee jerk reaction is. Uh, I hate goals. I hate business planning. But then I kept asking myself, why, 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 why? What is it that what is it that makes me uncomfortable about it? And part of it is exactly what you just said is I don't want to I don't want to miss an opportunity um, or or bypass an opportunity because I have this rigid vision of where I need to be. I think I subscribe more along uh, more to. Napoleon Hill, anything the mind of man can uh, uh, believe perceive and believe it can achieve. So, and I think, and and I think that there's a strong, there's a strong magnetism to you latching on to someplace you want to be that's different from where you are now. Mm-hmm. And then that, the, the obsession about getting there is so strong that it guides every decision and every, every thing that you do. And then you start thinking, well, what is it going to take to get there? So our business planning in our business um, was really just was really just uh, looking at what we did last year, looking at how we did things last year, figuring out what we want it to look like this year. And then it's a series of it's it's a it's a series of a couple of different things. It's really, really dialing into this is where we want to be. And then starting to figure out, okay, what behaviors do we have to eliminate? Um, what efficiencies do we need to, to implement? Um, and then it's a matter of just kind of putting those pieces in. I, I don't necessarily know that it's 
a CRM or what CRM? I mean, I think it is a CRM because CRM is organization. CRM is not the solution. CRM is a tool to help you accomplish efficiency, right? right? For, for, for instance, or if you're going to be making phone calls, it's not a hundred calls a day. It's two appointments a day, right? So I like that part of it. I like the fact that, but if she's doing that every single day, there are no other opportunities because she's already committed X number of hours every single day to doing this. And it's absolutely going to get her to her path if she's passionate about it and she's dialed into it, but she's close. She's, she's not paying attention to an easier, potentially an easier path to do that, which is really good because she's not going to get distracted. There's tunnel vision there. There's tunnel vision and there, there's which pros and cons to tunnel vision. So on, on well, the one hand, it's like, keep, why stop doing what's working? Don't that, do, don't deviate absolutely, from what's working. Absolutely. And I think that works for certain personalities. And, and I think that's where I come. That's where I, I approach this more from a human behavior or a neuroscience sort of approach, because you're either hardwired to being obsessive over reaching B. Mm-hmm. If you're at A and you want to get to B, you're either, you either obsess over that or you're just like, oh, I, I want to get there, but I'm, but so I'm going to force myself into all of these rigid behaviors that are completely uncharacteristic of who I am because right. somebody told me that it'll get me there. And there's no passion there. There's no love. You hate every second of it. And then when it doesn't happen in the time frame that you created in your the artificial time frame that you created in your mind, then you get discouraged and you fought and you waver off the path. And it becomes enervating instead of energizing. Correct. And and, yeah. And and then you're just, and then you're miserable and it comes back to, and this is stupid, but it always comes back to, (laughs) to Dustin saying, know thyself, right? You have to know how your brain works. You have to know how your chemicals work. And then you've, and then you've got to exploit that. Right. And so then you structure, you structure the, the, the thought process around that. So what, what, what Ricardo described is, Epic. If you can do that, if that's you and you can do that, 100%. I, I would say you just go for it. But you know what? There's a lot of us out there that can't do that, that look at it, and then we just um, sort of dismiss goal setting or business planning entirely because you're like, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't want to <laughs> do that. So I have a I have a pro and a con that I want to explore with you to your view of this. Okay. okay? So the pro is uh, by not putting yourself into sort of these rigid time, like these rigid blocks of I'm going to do this, make this many calls, whatever you are now leaving yourself open to serendipity, right? You give yourself room to explore, to maybe meet people to, uh, could be a very good thing, right? Yeah. To try a lot of things. Well, I think of like the flywheel, which no, that's we haven't exactly really talked about, but like, you know, last year, the three of us, we, we were working together on some stuff and you know, we, I introduced you guys to some of our clients and you guys went with a, a plan and it worked for some and it didn't work for others. And we changed, you know, we, we talked about it and you guys changed up the, some of the tools and all this sort of stuff. If, if, if we had, if all of those clients have been operating off of a rigid business plan model, uh, a, they might not have had room for this experiment in the first place. And then B, it would have been hugely frustrating for them because uh, they would have been like, well, wait a minute, we have this plan, we're dialed in, and it's not producing results, and I don't want to change anything because it's the plan, you know what I mean? So for you especially, Scott, you're, you're someone who's always looking out on the horizon, seeing what's emerging, and you and, and marketing ideas emerge from your observations. 
So serendipity, right? So that's mm-hmm. a pro. Yeah. Is there, is there more you want to say about that in terms of like some examples or just as, as I'm saying this, something sparks. In your I mind. mean, listen, the perfect example is the three of us sitting in this room right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and do, do, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what this looks like at the end. I just know that we're moving in the right direction right. and I know that it's comfortable for me as a person and I know it sits well with what I'm obsessive about and I'm obsessive about learning and about teaching and looking at these things and exploring these ideas and looking at these different things and putting them all together. And this allows us to do this. I walk away from every single one of these things with new ideas, you know, (laughs) with new perspectives and new ideas and new insights. And I'm like, okay, that's really good. And then that influences that influences the way that I make decisions and the way that I look at things moving forward. All of that just kind of piles in, but I am very comfortable with the fact that I know that if something goes in my ears and if it's consistent with who I am, I know that I'm going to, I know that that's going to now be a part of my decision-making process moving forward. And for me, it's kind of an automatic thing. I don't have to force it. I don't think about it, but it's because I know how I think. Well, let me hit you with a con. Unless, Ricardo, do you want to jump in? No, keep going. Okay, the con, though, is, and this is where Ricardo ends up coming into play for most people, if you don't have a plan, and if you're like, I want to leave myself open to serendipity, that could be translated as, I'm going to spray and pray. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to go spend money. That's the danger of it. Well, and, but that's that's, not what I'm, but that's not what I'm. How does it not become that? I think what's, I think what, where Scott is in any case is that like what Scott doesn't like is the rigidity that a business plan gives you. Right. Right. Because what's, where Scott's vastly different is he fails fast. He experiments with a ton of different things. He executes and he iterates fast. Right. He'll run a thousand experiments in a year where one person can barely stick to two things. And I want to make clear. Wait, I, sorry, I, I want to continue down this path real okay. quick. So, uh, so what does that when you come across these agents or anyone really? Because you meet with a lot of different types of people. You're, you're working with your title reps all the mm-hmm. time. Um, like, what's the consequence of that? The consequence of it is you literally get nowhere at the end of the year, or you've accomplished nothing at the end of the year, or your sales are stagnant year over year because you, like that, because you don't have a plan. You're not executing on a plan. Well, why don't people, and when you sit down and talk with them, why don't they see that they're not getting anywhere? Uh, I don't know. Part of it is I don't want to, I want to be in control and I don't want to let go of certain elements. Okay. I have people that are stagnant at, let's say, 9 million, 10 million in production. They know they need to outsource because they can't do it all themselves, but they don't want to. Okay. I have people that are stuck at, you know, five or six deals and they don't know how to get to 10. Uh, but when you give them a plan, a path forward and in, in, in a direction, I don't know why they're failing to execute. I don't know why they're, I think for a lot of people, it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. So well, l- l- let me, yeah. l- let me try to add something to this because I think what I want to take away from this is the way that I'm wired, I would not be a good real estate agent. Right. So, but if I wanted to own a real estate company and you find yourself resonating with what I'm saying, you need to hire real estate agents underneath you 
that will make those phone calls to get you to where you need to be. And that's, I guess, what I'm saying is you need to know how you process information and how you reach your goals. Well, you need to see what your vision is because the broader the vision, the less you're going to personally be responsible for accomplishing Wait, I'm, I'm that. sorry. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So are you saying that you think that that sort of rigid structure isn't good but you need to hire people to follow. No, the I'm not saying it's not good at all. I'm saying that it is perfect for people that are hard, that are wired for that. But I'm okay. saying that if you find yourself thinking like me, you're probably going to struggle in a scenario where you're going to struggle in a situation where you're expected to do these things that you hate. So maybe if your vision is, I want to own a real estate, I want to sell this much in real estate. Right. But all you keep thinking is, is you're thinking broad and you're like, but I don't want to make the phone calls. Well, guess what? You're an entrepreneur. You're not, you're not a, a, an employee. So you need to hire employees in order to get you to that point. So you, you need to know how you say, and I guess that's what I'm saying is there isn't one size fits all. Okay. And, and that's kind of how we all, that's kind of how we all end up on the paths that we end up on is because of the way that we perceive things. Cause like I said, for me, it's a, for me, it's a natural thing. Right. For me, it's a very, very natural. I don't have to force it. I, I want to understand idea. you. So I think we have a pretty good idea of type one person. Type one person is right. Just pound the phones, set the plan, follow it. Just be like a bull, just like go, go after it. Type two person is you. And what I, what I'd asked you is how does this, this view of like wanting to leave room for serendipity and experiment, not just cause people to become aimless wanderers. So you have a, you want to close so many loans in a year, right? Or, or maybe you just want to hit a certain number. I don't know. A, what goal do you set? That's a good question. Like what do you even have an annual goal? So what I have is a business partner. <laughs> All right. What does I, that mean? I have a business partner that runs operations oh, that okay. thinks along those lines and thinks about those numbers. But while he, while my business partner is focusing on operations and the highly structured aspect of our business, yeah. he's the math guy that's I'm out there. Yeah. He's a type one person. I'm out there floating around what looking value for the are you providing. That's a really you, good question. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I almost feel like I heard you say, the cynical part of me is like, oh, so you just hired the people that make money and then you go out there and spend it on serendipity. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. Actually, no, I didn't. What I did is, well, yeah, no, that's true. And and because of the way that I make decisions, I attracted somebody who said, I want to work with somebody who has this perspective and this vision, and I can play this role in getting us to okay, that Okay, what is this? I'm not understanding. Like what You're talking about the rigidity, the, the this is my, the, this is how many, this is how many loans we want to close. This is how we're going to do it. No, how I'm trying to flesh out you. Oh. I'm trying to flesh out the type two person. So you're the type, you're the second type of person. What are you doing? Like, how do you not feel wandering and aimless? How do you know that? What makes you think that I don't that, feel wandering and aimless? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I am. I people want to make money, and they that's don't. What, that's why I say he's an edge case. But Scott will try a million different experiments. And I'm an executor. I execute yeah. like crazy. I don't yeah. have ideas. I have projects. How do you know if it's working? You find one that sticks, and you just throw gasoline on that. It, 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 no, it really is. You're just paying attention because you don't go into it with an expectation of results. And, and it's really kind of formulated around, um, it seems that there is an opportunity in this space. So here is a, um, 
here's a consumer pool, here's a demographic, um, here's a niche. And, and a lot of my stuff is very niche So I'm not trying to be all things to all people. I'm trying to be uh, as much as I can to a certain group of people. So I'm always looking for those types of opportunities right. and then testing those. And, experiments. And, and I experiment because what I'm doing is, is I'm a rainmaker. So I'm seeding different clouds all the time, but I have a bucket underneath me. And, and not a lot of agents operate like that. Well, no, no, because, no, no, they don't. But business, some business owners do. Well, but they, they I mean, I'm, I'm not denying, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying. Right, right. No, it's just, it feels like a luxury to me. Like Scott's way of doing business feels <laughs> like a luxury to me because you've that got a lot of people don't it's have. Not, they don't have. Well, it, it's well a, but how not? Because it's, it feels like you still haven't defined for me how you make your decisions, what you're aiming at, and how you know if it worked. Like with Ricardo, he knows that if he goes in 15 meetings and he expects to get five prelims, uh, or okay. whatever. Okay. So, well, here's a perfect example. And, and, and it's, it's, um, we started on this path, Ricardo and I started on this path in November of 2018. Right. And we started off, uh, we started off talking about a specific strategy, uh, a specific lending strategy. It was the, the, um, the seller buy down strategy. Mm-hmm. We put together the presentation. Uh, I looked at it and I realized okay, there are, this could make sense to some people. And then the four control framework came out of that. So it was like, we went out there, we taught it, we saw that the way that people reacted to it. And we said, you know what, maybe we need a little bit more structure so that people understand why this is a valuable tool. And this is a valuable tool because this impacts these areas of your business. So then we came up with the four control and we started doing those presentations and, 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 one. and, and it just sort of evolved into, and so we looked at the feedback, we looked at what people were looking at and, and then we went into our Facebook marketing and then we brought in, um, then we started doing the automated, you know, automated follow-up and we're like, okay, that doesn't work that great. So let's try, uh, you know, the agentology verse, um, to do this certain, this specific piece. So all we're trying to do is we're, we're just throwing something out to the universe, seeing what breaks and then trying to fix those things, still trying to move forward with the goal of, uh, how do we give, how do we give people an opportunity? And, and all of this came from, uh, the fact that, uh, interest rates for mortgages increased a full percent in a six month period in the last half of 2018. So this entire right. thing was how do you thrive? How do you stay focused? How do you how do you continue to how do you feel motivated in a quickly shifting market? So when everything around you seems like you don't have any control, you don't have any control over interest rates. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this, but interest rates shot up so fast. All homes just sat on the market, and then you saw then you saw this crazy flood of price reductions. And price reductions are a cancer for listing agents, <laughs> and it freezes buyers in their tracks because they're like, if it comes down, it's going to keep coming down. Right. So, so the whole reason we came up with all of this was to try to create something for people to to latch on to to focus on the fact that you have control over these pieces of your business. And here are a couple of tools and tactics you can use to just keep your eye on the prize, 
which is I can control these things 100%. I don't care what happens around me. I still have my past client database I can go back so to. So broadly speaking, when you decide to throw money at something or buy a tool or something like that, you have the four control framework in mind, like I said, episode one. Now. Um, yeah, now. But, but all of that stuff, it, that wasn't money. That was that was ideas that was creating a PowerPoint presentation that it's was floating out there. The time is money yeah, for sure. Money. Well, and also, I mean, you you spend money on things like Facebook, mm-hmm. right? So, so I have in mind clients and even us, it's like we go to NAR or whatever convention we're going to go to. 50 different vendors say, you should buy this. And <laughs> what I feel like is with Ricardo's you know, type one model is, no, I don't need those tools because I do phone calls and I get appointments. Okay. But with yours, it's like, ah, oh, I should do this one and this one and this one. And I'm that, trying and, to and, figure and out. I'm not, I think I, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying don't allow for creativity. Right. But I have But you are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, well, let I, me you, you just said something that, that helped clarify something in my in my head, and I know this about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this again goes back to what your personality is. I'm hardwired for delayed response. So, or for delayed reward. So I'm, I can think five, six steps out and I know that the reward from going through these five, six steps. So I don't need an immediate win when we're running Facebook ads. They all want an immediate win. Yeah. So if you're hardwired for, for immediate reward, for instant reward, if you want to put in a nickel and get out a gumball and that's the only thing that makes you happy, then you're not going to be comfortable with what I'm talking about. Probably a type one strategy is better for you. Right. But, but the money that we spent on Facebook ads, the money we spend on all of these tools and technologies gave me access to other people. Uh, and, and it helped us to build relationships with other people that then over time we could build reciprocal relationships and we could start getting business from them. But I didn't know Listen, I, I live my life by the by by Zig Ziglar's quote, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So my focus isn't on how do I reach my thing. My focus is on who are the people that I want to help and what can how can I help them? And I know that if I help them, and that's the same reason why I've been writing on my blog for 12 years, I didn't get anything out of my blog for almost two years. Yeah. But I knew that if I helped people and if people read my information and they said, you know what, this guy sounds like he's he he really cares about me, right? The empathy comes through. It's not, I'm not doing it for me. Then they're going to go back to the person who they trust whenever they're ready. And so it's the it's a lot of faith. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, I know that if I do this and 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 I can impact this person this way. It's almost, it's stupid, but it's, I call it karmic marketing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It, okay. It, it's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's clarifying because so basically here you are, let's, let's bring it back to the agent, right? So you're, or whoever you're seeing all these business plan advertisements, you're drawn to the business plan advertisements because you know that you didn't make enough money or you want to make more money than you did last year. Right. And you're thinking to yourself to do that. I need to be more disciplined. And that's potentially an option, like potentially in order for you to hit your GCI or whatever you're aiming at, you need to be more disciplined. But Scott, what I hear you saying is maybe you need to be more disciplined or maybe you just need to think longer term 
And maybe what you need to do is you need to focus on things like your reputation and your past clients. And you just need to water, you need to plant, you know, sow seeds and water it and wait, like just hang out. Well, I think you have to be comfortable. You, you, you have to give yourself permission to do both. Like real abundance. And I think that's where the real abundance comes in. So at, at some point in time, if you're successful, especially as an entrepreneur, where you're trying to build a team, you're going to have the type one strategy. But the thing that's really going to create abundance is if you lean into type two as well. So you're, you're using some of your funds to go, you know, just experiment, sow seeds, build those relationships. I, I think you absolutely should. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. So for instance, our, our production doubled last year over the year prior to that. And, and I attribute uh, a lot of that. Well, there was a couple of different things. It was some new coaches that we started working with, getting some different perspectives, but a lot of it was also this stuff that we're talking about in the four control framework. And we focused heavily on our past clients. We focused heavily on um, building referral relationships with realtors. I had never done that before. I'm the guy that sits in the cave and runs <laughs> Facebook ads. I don't like talking to people, but, but, but I mean, seriously, but, but, um, but by focusing on those four areas and saying, I don't know what I need to do in those areas. I just know that I need to be conscientious of these four areas and that anything that I do should check at least two or three of those boxes. So for, for us, I, you know, I used to always say what, what gets measured gets done, what gets measured gets improved. And I come from software sales. Month over month, we would track our numbers and we can attribute what happened uh, this time last year that our revenue isn't up from, from the same event that we attended or the webinar that we hosted or whatever. Mm -hmm. We can attribute um, what happened at any given time that affected or impacted sales. And every month we just work on increasing that number, increasing that number, increasing that number. The way my business works now, it's the same thing. When we look at our reps uh, and we have revenue goals for them, I think there's something to be said for like, if you don't have a plan or you don't know how you work, here's a model, go do it. I think you're the one that said it. Here's a model, go do it until you prove me wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, or, or find what works for you. But I can look at like one of my reps, he's amazing on the phone. He's a mess when it comes to doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's like, stop doing anything else. Just focus on what works for you and get on the phones and stick to, stick to this model, stick to this formula and work on your goal work towards getting to your goal. And probably for that rep and for a lot of people, being as creative as Scott is, is a bad option. Yes. It's a curse. It's a curse. It's a curse, it's a curse. It's because... a curse for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And, and, and so, you know, if, if you don't know how you work best, if you don't know how, what is going to move the needle and get you towards your goal, work on a plan uh, activate a few a, a few channels or work on a few marketing channels. Stick to that plan and see what works. Mm -hmm. Allow for the creativity of being able to deviate for some of that stuff, but don't you know? Don't just wander aimlessly and and do nothing. Yeah. Another thing that I would add to this is 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 you cannot always be adding things to your to to what your vision is. Um, one of the biggest things that helped me is, is you have to start subtracting. So you sacrifice, if you want to focus all of your energy on this, there are other things that you need to stop doing, like spending all day on Facebook and social media or, or and, outsource. 
or Certain out activities. or or well no you don't outsource so you can spend more time on <laughs> facebook but you do both you you spend less time you spend less time screwing around so a lot of it is being honest with yourself because quite frankly in order for you most people don't reach their goals because they have too many bad habits right you've got to you've got to exclude it's not just about having vision it's about it's about eliminating all the distractions and the hurdles in that that have become patterns in your life that you're and it, it goes back to my subconscious. What I do is subconscious because because I'm weird and obsessive and, and OCD and all this and ADD and I don't know how you do both, <laughs> but I can. And um and and yeah, so that's that's bring this bring it home okay Justin. well yeah i think i think we're at a good point I to wrap up because out. yeah <laughs> i think we're at a good point to wrap up because uh i think that what we have here is if you're the kind of person who's maybe enervated by business plans maybe that's because they're too rigid for you and you should have maybe you need some rigidity because you weren't disciplined in the prior year so you need some of the type one model but if you're going to uh if you want to leave yourself open for serendipity if you want to pursue a type two model Know at least at minimum what the purpose of the thing you're doing is and what you're aiming at. So is it past client nurturing? Is it uh, trying to get some long-term referral business? Whatever the case might be, go back and listen to the four control framework to see, you know, are you controlling your reputation, right? Like there are defined categories that you can aim at. Um, so don't just go sign up for every shiny object that's being advertised at NAR. Have a sense of what where it fits but understand that if you're doing the type two model, it's not an immediate return model. It's a long game model. And what you're, tr- what you're hoping for is if you seed enough land and water enough, you're going to get a huge harvest down the road. Uh, more than if you were to just really stick with a rigid plan and which you can't scale. Right? You, 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 the only thing I would add to this is you make it seem like it's a choice. I don't think it is. I think it's you're you're wired for it or you're not. You're hardwired for you're hardwired for uh, immediate reward or delayed reward. You're either comfortable seeing vision, you know, out, or you need a specific path, and you just know that's my personality. I need somebody to tell me what's yeah. Well, this goes back to is. your answer of how did you do it? I got a business partner because the reality is if you want if if you're launching a business and you're wired to be a type two person, you need a type one person to bring in (laughs) revenue, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. playing a long game. But if you're a type one person who's bringing in revenue and you're like, I've hit a ceiling, I don't know how to scale, maybe it's time to find that type two person who can help you go out and nurture and find things that you haven't thought of before that could awaken new possibility for Mm -hmm. you. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd all love to hear your thoughts. Marketingtrench.fm is where you can subscribe to the podcast if you're not already a subscriber. iTunes is where you can like and rate us. Please give us a rating and uh, write a comment. It really helps us grow the podcast. And of course, join the Facebook group where you can contribute your thoughts. Uh, if you are thinking you know, there's more types than type one and type two, you guys really missed the boat on type three, which is who I am. <laughs> then yeah, go to the go to the group and talk about who a type three person is and how you did it. Um, if you if you uh, have a business plan model that you think works that isn't quite as rigid, share that. In fact, if you have a business plan template that you think is better than anything else out there, go to the Facebook group, post it there. We would love to have you share it. We'd love to dig into it. Uh, Scott would like to poo-poo it. What, <laughs> whatever, I'm harassing Scott at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, marketingtrench.fm is where everything else is located. Until next time, this has been the Marketing Trench Podcast. Yeah.